I'm Mark Pender for Econoday with Mark Rogers, Senior Economist of Econoday. Mark, we're taping Monday midday. This week's big focus is on the Fed and its policy decision on Wednesday afternoon and whether it tapers its quantitative easing or not. Now, Mark, the latest big news was the employment report for September last week, which of course was delayed by the government shutdown. Uh, that's right. The Fed is giving more attention to the labor market as inflation is very low. So the, the Fed has room to focus on easy policy if appropriate. Uh, this past uh, employment report was quite disappointing. Uh, expectations for jobs growth overall, payroll jobs up 184,000, but we got 148,000, well below expectations. And the private sector was actually softer than the total. And that was a bit of a surprise as private private jobs gained only 126,000 after 161,000 in August. So we've seen deceleration in private job growth for most of the year. Yeah, and that's not a, a sign of strength. And we also had two key reports uh, this morning, Monday morning, that may affect the Fed thinking, and that's industrial production and pending home sales. First, Mark, what's your take on the big jump in industrial production? Bottom line is the headline number was a head fake for September. We had a 0.6% jump in industrial production and at the headline level that sounds extremely good. But it was all about atypically cool weather boosting utilities output. Uh, utilities surged 4.4% in September after a 0.9% dip the month before. Month before. But if you focus on the key manufacturing component, that's what the Fed's going to be looking at. The manufacturing component was up only 0.1% and expectations were for 0.3%. Uh, one of the positives, however, was motor vehicle assemblies, which were up slightly. But Excluding motor vehicles, manufacturing was absolutely flat after a mild 0.2% rebound in August. Yes, and uh, you were talking about uh, factory uh, hours in the employment report uh, and, uh, and that maybe the expectations for the manufacturing component were a little bit too high? Well, the production worker hours were on the soft side and if you take into account productivity the the flat number should not be a surprise and uh, analysts just dropped the ball on this one and and uh, also with durable goods uh, last week what's your take right now is the manufacturing sector just uh, struggling it was supposed to accelerate in the second half it's struggling a bit. We're starting to get some positive news, however, out of Asia in terms of stronger growth in China. Not hugely stronger, but uh, starting to look improved. So we may get some improvement in the near term, but right now there's tremendous uncertainty in the U.S. regarding uh, fiscal issues. So I uh, Manufacturing is indeed struggling, barely keeping its head above water.
Now the big sector this year was supposed to be the the housing market, uh, and we got pending home sales numbers this morning, which dropped uh, monthly five point six percent for September. How is the Fed going to view this report? The Fed has taken a policy strategy of boosting asset prices. There's a two prong, at least two prongs in their policy approach. Interest rates are near zero and that's having a variety of effects through the economy in terms of uh, financing uh, both in the business and consumer sectors but also there's a strategy of uh, quantitative easing which has basically shifted risk preferences so the Fed is counting on quantitative easing, the purchases of long-term treasury bonds and purchases of mortgage-backed securities to keep pressure on downward pressure on mortgage rates so as to boost the housing sector. The, the Fed wants both stock prices up, that's an asset, and the Fed wants home prices up, another asset price. So if, if we see dramatically weak uh, pending home sales, that's going to make the Fed wonder whether or not it should begin tapering later than sooner. And already, uh, FedSpeak has suggested later than sooner. And personally, I think today's pending home sales number clinched the fact that the Fed will not taper on Wednesday. Hmm. Uh, well, we, we do have to remember that pending home sales are only signings, and but we have seen a recent pattern of weakness in final closings, due in part to tight lending standards. Now, like the manufacturing sector, Mark, uh, what's your take right now on the uh, the curve uh, of of growth, if there is one, in the housing sector? Well, there the the fundamentals are still positive. It's just that it's not currently in the mode for strong growth as we've seen over the last year and a half maybe two years uh, mortgage rates have come back down after the taper talk uh, faded somewhat uh, incomes are rising in the aggregate but they're not really rising for individuals that much so the, the fundamentals for housing are okay. They need to be better in terms of job growth and in terms of consumer confidence. So I, I really believe the Fed is going to have to see that it's going to have to support the, the housing market with continued low mortgage rates, and that means continued quantitative easing. And it's interesting, we got, and uh, you're saying that it's a cinch now that there won't be uh, tapering. Uh, I'd say it's 99%. There's, <laughs> there's always some <laughs> uncertainty, but I'll, I'll go with 99% probability. Well, that's what we were all certain in, in September that they were going to start it, so who knows. But we got, and we got some, there, in, in any case, they appear to be practicing uh, or, or preparing themselves for tapering. And we got some technical, not well publicized news last week on Fed plans uh, for their exit strategy. That's right. It was under the radar for many. Uh, the latest Fed jargon is taper. <laughs> what do you need to add to your Fed vocabulary? Looking ahead, uh, you need 
most likely to add reverse re repo to your Fed vocabulary. The Fed is actually starting to practice, emphasis on practice, on how to unwind. And uh, there was a key activity Friday. It was very much under the radar. The New York Fed's trading desk engaged in a very small test run of reverse repo operations to test how to keep bank assets from expanding too quickly as the economy grows. And basically, the Fed engages in a very short-term operation, either overnight or three days for the weekend to buy bank assets and then the Fed, at the same time, agrees to sell the assets back at an implied repo rate. The Fed almost certainly will raise the implied repo rate, which is zero risk to banks and even other potential parties, to keep lending from growing too fast. While almost no one expects taper on Wednesday, the Fed is preparing for taper at some point, probably next year. And uh, let me emphasize, the, the New York Fed did in its uh, news release say that this testing does not reflect any change in current monetary policy. Well, it's, uh, it, it, and Janet Yellen, or is a possible, um, of course, replacement the, has been named to replace uh, Bernanke when his uh, term expires. So we're going to get a shakeup and uh, we may get a shakeup, at least, uh, uh, in, in how we look at the Fed. Bernanke's term expires on January 31st. Do you think, Mark, that that means we, we may see some tapering in January before he leaves? Basically, Bernanke and other Fed officials have very much emphasized that taper will be data dependent with the focus on the labor market. And to be honest, odds are there will not be sufficiently strong labor market data by the December FOMC. And there is a tradition within the Fed that when a policy official retires, that that official does not attend or participate in the final policy meeting leading to or just before retirement. So there'll be a policy meeting in late January for the FOMC, but uh, Bernanke's term as Fed chair ends January 31st. So odds are December is going to be the last FOMC meeting that Chairman Bernanke presides over, and that in January, uh, Janet Yellen as vice chair would become acting chair for the January policy meeting. And some might argue that uh, Janet Yellen probably would not want to make a major move when she's making her first appearance as acting Fed chair. You know, you don't know till we get closer, but at this point, it's probably a good argument. Uh Away from the Fed, where uh, we have uh, data this week, we have it on the consumer with the Conference Board's uh, Consumer Confidence Index. We have some um, uh, motor vehicle sales and uh, government release of retail sales. That's right. Uh, retail sales were delayed due to the government shutdown. So those are out Tuesday morning, and uh, they are likely to be very soft at the headline level. Uh, we saw earlier for the month, in September, a 
monthly drop in unit new motor vehicle sales. Also, department, sale, department store sales have been soft, and we've seen some slippage in gasoline prices. So, uh, we're probably going to get a very soft number for retail sales. However, by components, uh, if you want to look for something favorable, my guess is due to atypically cool weather, we're going to see a notable gain in the apparel component as consumers rush to buy fall apparel. And we are also, I guess, a note on the consumer confidence. It probably is going to be weak given what we've seen in other confidence reports uh, this month. The consumer, this is a, a, an unusually um, a downbeat time for the consumer. Anything to say on that? I, I have to agree with you on that. Uh, all of the recent numbers on the consumer mood have not been particularly favorable. They've been showing slippage with the Michigan numbers, also with Bloomberg and we'll get the, the conference board number this week. Uh, this week's economic news, if you just look at the numbers for what they are, it looks like they're not going to be particularly favorable. The only question is whether they're going to be above or below expectations. Okay, one last thing is I want to, to uh, have your take on motor vehicle sales. They'll be out Manufacturers will report unit sales on Friday. How have they been doing? They were a source of strength uh, uh, earlier in the year. Uh, that's, that's a good question. Basically, it's level versus growth rate. The, the growth rate has been up and down, and that's, that's not unusual given that manufacturers have off and on discounts. The level is still fairly decent. That's one of the bright spots of the economy. It's really just an issue of what is the level, how does it compare toward uh, the recession and going forward. The level looks fairly good, but uh, we have to take into account the monthly oscillations and how it fits into the other indicators, including, including retail sales and GDP. So right now, the oscillation is on the downside, even though the level is still relatively healthy. Thank you very much, Mark Rogers for Econoday. I'm Mark Pender for Econoday.